Welcome back everyone on air, online, on your boat, or just hanging out in the outdoors. I am your host, Nick Simonson, outdoors writer with my materials online at NewsDakota.com and DakotaEdge.com. You are tuned in to the Our Outdoors portion of your weekend, catching you up on everything that is influencing the status of fish and wildlife here in North Dakota. I hope you are using this rather truncated and challenging spring to find a few opportunities to get out there. Obviously, as spring remains cool typically you see that walleye bite or that smallmouth bass bite and especially that stock trout bite linger on later into the season you're gonna have a late spring bite that just kind of keeps going and going and going and especially for those trout boy you'll extend that bite beyond memorial day into june if those temperatures stay cool like they have been those fish are going to be ready biters and obviously we've had some rain we've had some moisture melting snow a lot of challenges on the landscape for folks working the land but it's always good if you're a duck when you have that rain and of course we have seen a lot of those prairie potholes resurge back onto the landscape providing great nesting opportunities plus with the regrowth of some of that drought challenged upland habitat you're seeing those mallards finding those great spots where they can raise their young so we got a lot of great developments on the waterfall front that we'll get to shortly but other than that we've got a great chance here like I said a very condensed spring bites will happen fast they'll happen strong so you need to be ready to move on some of those awesome opportunities so with that late spring you're going to find that you have to adjust some of your tactics to maybe what was an early spring tactic and then you're also going to see it accelerate quickly into summer as those patterns change quickly as the weather changes we get a sudden warm-up things could change on a dime so be ready for that but in the meantime we're going to catch up with Robert Ford he is the conservation programs biologist with Ducks Unlimited to talk about where our waterfowl are setting up on this newly moistened prairie with all this extra water that's coming up right after the break Welcome back to the show, everyone. Spring is settled into the landscape. Obviously, we've had a good amount of rain and some snow melt, and that has ducks back out there visible on the landscape. And for that reason, we have with us Robert Ford. He's the conservation programs biologist with Ducks Unlimited out of their Devil's Lake office. Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on as we see all these ducks out there. It sure is a sign of spring, and we've seen some moisture. Those potholes are back on the landscape, full of water. How are conditions looking for waterfall right now in North Dakota? Yeah, I think we're looking at decent conditions right now. Certainly up in my part of the state in the northeast, conditions are pretty good. Probably the best in the state. We froze wet last year up here, and with the consistent moisture we've had recently, wetland conditions continue to improve. Um, statewide, we've had above normal moisture this April, this past April, from two inches more in Bismarck to nearly four and a half inches more in Minot. However, even with this moisture, drought conditions still persist, primarily beginning in the central part of the state, uh, with dry conditions increasing as you move westward. So most of the western third of the state is in moderate to severe drought still. So wetland conditions are probably below average in those areas. Sure. We'll take what we can get, that's for certain. Uh, what are you seeing in terms uh, with the return of migratory waterfowl to our area, anecdotally or in spring surveys, that's sticking out to you in your mind? I'm seeing a lot of good representation of our most common duck species. You know, plenty of upper nesting ducks, such as mallards, blue and teal, shovelers, and gadwall, as well as overwater nesters like redheads and canvasbacks. Um, lately, I've seen some lone drakes and sea drakes together on the wetlands, which which indicates that hens are off nesting, which is good. I look forward to the results of the upcoming game fish may survey for the actual numbers on wetland and duck abundance in the state. 
yeah, it's nice to have that confirmation on a scientific side to what we're seeing out there. We're talking with Robert Ford. He's conservation programs biologist with Duck Sunlimit. Robert, what are the condition of those upland grasses? You mentioned those upland nesting birds like mallards. We didn't have a lot last year. There was a lot of hang. Will this year's growth with the moisture be enough, or are we still a little concerned? Hey, you bring up a good point, and I really don't know the answer to that question quite yet. Coming off a couple years of drought, and certainly extreme drought last year, our grassland conditions certainly suffered. Drought obviously limits plant growth during the growing season, but also dry conditions can terminate tillers in the fall, which is where the plants begin their growth the following spring. So in the two previous years, plants had delayed growth in the spring, and with continued drought through the year, a lot of grasslands suffered anywhere from probably 20 to 60% decrease in forage production from May through June. So we work with a lot of mixed operators and ranchers in North Dakota that make a living off the land. And in years of drought, they have to withstand extreme hardships. Some of these producers likely had to graze their land harder in the past few years than they would have liked to, which would obviously degrade potential nesting habitat for waterfowl. As we talk about those upland nesting waterfowl, what are the needs in terms of temperatures and conditions to pull off a successful hatch? The best weather conditions for waterfowl would be the same as you know other animals on the landscape. So avoiding inclement weather such as cold temperatures, major storms, spring floods, and, and rising water levels, which has happened recently here. But in addition, hailstorms, ice storms, long periods of heavy rainfall can inhibit the ability of these females to regulate the temperature of their eggs during incubation. So um, early nesting species such as mallards and pintails are usually at a greater risk of nest loss to this inclement weather than later nesting species such as gadwalls and blue and teal. Uh, another key to a successful hatch of a nest isn't necessarily uh, the species of the surrounding grasses where they nest, but actually the barrier of those grasses uh, that they provide the predators. So the better hidden those nests are, the more successful, right? And uh, uh, a big key thing that we try to focus on with Ducks Unlimited in our programs is patch size. So how big those patches are of grassland, the contiguous habitat, those are important. And the larger the stand of contiguous grass, the better. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to have that screen and those protections from those nest raiders and those avian predators. Uh, when we talk about a nest failing, let's say eggs don't make it to a hatch point, do ducks re-nest as we see with pheasants, or what's the scenario there, maybe from species to species, or what you see with the popular ones? Nearly all upland nesting ducks will re-nest, whereas your uh, overwater nesters tend to re-nest less frequently. Uh, mallards in particular are prolific re-nesters and they may attempt to nest up to five times in a year. The likelihood of females re-nesting though is directly related to the condition of wetlands during the nesting season. So during years of wet conditions, females will re-nest multiple times if needed. Uh, in years of drought, such as last year, females rarely re-nest. With re-nesting, the success of nest and clutch size declines with each attempt though. So for production, it is best for females to successful during their first attempt. Good information there, as we obviously see you know, different sized ducklings throughout the summer. We're talking with Robert Ford, Ducks Unlimited Conservation Programs Biologist, online at ducks.org. Uh, what sort of conditions do those ducklings need to survive after the hatch, and when are they most vulnerable and to what? Several factors influence duckling survival, um, including the age of the ducklings and the hens, brood size, movement, hatch date, and habitat conditions. Generally, older hens that produce earlier hatched ducklings that are also older and larger themselves have the best chances of survival. Coupled with landscapes that contain abundant seasonal wetlands that provide a mix of cover and open water offer the best chances. So, Ducks are most vulnerable uh, during the first two weeks after hatching. Once they hatch, 
So ducklings usually leave the nest within 24 to 48 hours to get to a body of water. You know, this involves overland travel in search of uh, some wetlands with ample cover and food. The farther away from a wetland a nest is, the higher the risk of predation, but also exhaustion and disorientation of those broods trying to find their way, right? So duckling predators are, are numerous, almost everything it seems like, but the most likely culprits are usually red fox, raccoon, skunk, avian predators such as owls, hawks, and then we've even, towards Bismarck here, even and witness badgers. Additionally, uh, when ducks reach water, and if that be a large body of water or a lake, Another possibility of predation is actually northern pike. Maybe some fishermen have actually seen it if they've looked into the belly. But Yeah, it's rough being a duckling out there at times, but hopefully they're finding those right places to go. So uh, at the end all be all, what do we need for hunters to see a rebound off of 2021's dip in waterfall numbers in North Dakota? We're off to a good start this year than previous, right, with all this increased moisture. More moisture translates to more wetlands available for these nesting ducks, which usually translates to more nesting opportunities and attempts, and then ultimately more duck production. So waterfowl, waterfowl hunters would benefit from strong waterfowl production. There's no question that hunters are more successful when more young birds join the fall flight. So certainly the last couple of years, mainly last year, many hunters struggled due to habitat conditions, but also the lack of those juvenile birds. So hopefully you get some juveniles into this fall flight this year. Yeah, let's get them growing up and get them out of there. Robert, thank you so much for all of your efforts on the habitat front and for our waterfall here in North Dakota. And most importantly, thanks for being on the show today. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Great information there from Robert Ford with Ducks Unlimited, sharing his take on what's happening on the landscape. Obviously, you can see it for yourself. It seems like there's a mallard on every pothole, a mallard in the ditch on the county road, wherever you might be looking. It seems like mallards are everywhere. So we're hoping for that big rebound to make waterfowl hunting this fall a whole lot better after those low numbers we saw. Some of those were historic we hadn't seen since 1994. So keep your fingers crossed. Keep your eyes out for those ducks on the side of the road. And if you do... I'll see you in our outdoors.